0: Welcome, everyone, to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. In honor of Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, we're going to talk to some notable voices in the membership of where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. And joining me now, Assistant Commissioner for Sport Management and Engagement at the Patriot League, Richard Zhu and Caitlin Shen. She's a junior guarder just finishing her junior season on the Princeton women's basketball team. Want to talk about Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month Uh, Caitlin, I first want to start with you, sort of where we are and where we need to go in the college athletic space. Uh, Let's start with you, Caitlin. Where are we in terms of inclusion, recognition um, in this space? Um, I think we're starting
1: to pick up a lot more recognition and inclusion, but obviously we can always expand and go further. But I feel like, honestly, these past few years have been a really good start, And I see, like, I've noticed, like, I've been playing against a lot more other Asian American athletes. So I think that's really awesome to see.
0: Richard?
2: Yeah. And Annie, I I think one of the perspectives that we bring, at least from an administrative and also a coaching standpoint as professionals, is how we can really embrace the diversity of perspectives across intercollegiate athletics. So we have over 12,000 Asian American, Pacific Islanders, and Native Hawaiians that are student athletes. And so how do we, in essence, increase the visibility of our head coaches and our administrator roles that reflect the greater diversity? Because a lot of our student athletes do look up to us and want to see, in essence, perspectives and leaders that do reflect their identities.
0: I want to pick up on sort of your different paths here because uh, for you, Richard, um, you span the country. I mean, you ran track and cross country at Santa Clara. You know, you've been on a student athlete advisory committee. You're working in the Patriot League. So both coasts, Uh, Caitlin, um, you're in the Ivy League, uh, you know, obviously in the Northeast quadrant. Um, But let's first deal with you, Richard, just how you've seen kind of what picking up what Caitlin just said about she's now competing against more Asian-Americans. Where do you see what like where it was when you were an athlete on the West Coast uh, to where you are now as an administrator on the East Coast?
2: Yeah, I think from my perspective, I I grew up, I came from a family of immigrants coming here in the late 1980s uh, from Taishan, China. And so from my perspective, the reality as being an Asian American, I think Caitlin probably very similar coming, I believe, from the West Coast, is that you become familiar with being kind of minority and being familiar being within us with really a lack of diversity within either the student athlete population. And so from my perspectives that again, my upbringing through high school ranks and also at Santa Clara University, taking some time at the NSA National Office and now with the Patriot League out in the Northeast. Uh, I do think it's incredibly valuable for our student athletes like Caitlin herself, in essence, to see role models that look like her in the head coaching and also the administrative, along with the faculty and also presidential ranks within the association. So I think a piece of it is that there's a wide range of diversity uh, in inclusive asian Americans, and Pacific Islanders And we need to really promote those voices and those perspectives.
0: You know, Caitlin, what Richard said is so true. And we've seen this, it moves in different stages. Um, And usually it does start sort of as student athletes. And then maybe it'll go to assistant coaches and coaches and administrators and athletic directors and conference commissioners. Um, We got a long way to go uh, for, you know, to see uh, Asian-Americans, Pacific Islanders, Native Hawaiians in those coaching and administrative roles. Um, you know, that path that, that obviously Richard has been on, um, how critical is it for student athletes like yourself and others to, at some point, not everyone has to go obviously into the college athletic space, but at some point we're going to need more to get into that higher levels of college athletics.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's great, as Richard said, for us Asian athletes to have role models and I feel like I've had a fair share of, um, just other Asian a- American athletes that play basketball that I watched growing up, like um, Lauren Psyche and Jeremy Lin. I mean, those are just two who I like watched growing up. And I feel like just that next level, as um, Richard said, to see that in future coaching staffs and administration would be great.
0: Um, There's no question you're talking about the last couple of years, you've seen more of. Uh, we can't ignore that in the last couple of years, there's been more, um, you know, hate crimes. uh and, and really, really, it's been something that obviously coming out of the pandemic, there's been much more attention to, you know, trying to combat that. But where are we in the college athletic space of being much more vocal and being empowered to speak out against that? I'll start with you, Richard, then Caitlin.
2: Yeah, Andy, I think one of the great opportunities we have, and again, we've got some great leadership in the Asian American community uh, within intercollegiate at athletics right now with Pat Chun at Washington State, Yale's Vicki Chun, who was at, formerly at Colgate University, and also former American East Commissioner, Amy Huckthausen, and they've in essence developed, um, I know it's about a year old, the Asian American Pacific Islanders Athletics Alliance. And really that goal is to, in essence, establish a network and a community of Asian-Americans within professionals in collegiate athletics to kind of be aware of what exists within our our community. And also to develop and also empower our future professionals in the Asian-American community uh, to be successful within intercollegiate athletic ranks, to continue to be role models for Caitlin and future student athletes that look like her. I think one of the pieces that has been incredibly Valuable amongst our student athlete populations is a lot of the social causes related to the anti Asian discrim- uh, anti Asian violence or discrimination toward our populations, and really speaking on the value of our voices and ensuring that we no longer are just part of um, just a minority group, but really a vocal member of of in essence, the experiences that we uh, we have on the streets and also in, within our classrooms and our communities.
1: Um, going off what Richard said. Um... Here at Princeton, we have um, ASAP, which is the Asian student-athletes of Princeton, and it's just a safe space for all Asian student-athletes here at Princeton to get together, and in our meetings, we talk about these issues that have been going on, and it's just a comforting space where you know you have other people who are like you, who have been through the same things as you, who you can count on, so that's one thing I'm really grateful for here at Princeton.
0: Richard, you mentioned, uh, and we've actually, we did a show on this. Uh, We've had all of them on our show. Um, How has that helped you in the college athletic space? And we talk about this so often, to have someone at the table. Um, And I'm sure countless times you've walked into a room where you are the only Asian American. And, you know, to have peers that you can talk about you know, experiences, life experiences in college athletics and to share that uh, and to be outspoken and to at least, you know, in at your own time to really share those, uh, you know, just everything that you've gone through, the hurdles and, and the adversity. How has that helped you in your pro- professional growth?
2: Yeah, I think that's timely. Actually, I was out in Indianapolis last weekend at the NCAA Inclusion Forum doing a panel and I had a young professional come up to me And really kind of, in essence, conveyed that she really appreciated seeing an Asian-American professional on a panel in a visible environment. And so I feel that, and I think we, we can't forget how our young professionals and our student athletes on our campuses can really be inspired by our leaders currently within the head coaching and also within assistant coaching, also the administrative and presidential ranks. Because in essence, if to see the visibility of someone that looks like you Empowers you to have the desire to hopefully become a leader in that space in the future generation. So for Caitlin, we anticipate her being a future leader in intercollegiate athletics or whatever occupation or role she wants to move forward to, and that's because of the incredible um, Asian American representatives that she's able to look to up to on the Princeton campus and throughout the country.
0: You know, one thing before Caitlin jumps in, and I do want you to come on the backside of this, um, Richard. You said you you're, you're... Uh, Your parents were immigrants. Um, How much was it pushed uh, from your family coming to this country to be a student athlete, to be in the college athletic space uh, and to excel in this endeavor?
2: Uh, I'd be curious what Caitlin has to share on that perspective. Um, I think I have a really probably pretty unique experience, um, at least within Asian American least Chinese cultures, which is which is my descent. Uh, sports can be a pretty abstract concept uh to the our families. The reality is when my parents immigrated here in the States, they really used as Essence as higher education as a means and a vehicle to a greater life. Uh and so the idea of going to practices and competing and running at track meets, I still think to my parents is still a really foreign and abstract concept. And so uh, I think with the opportunities that I had through running, through higher, uh, through the high school ranks, and ultimately getting recruited to run at Santa Clara, uh, allowed me to really see what potential I had uh, in the athletics, but also within the academic ranks. Uh, but I'd be curious what Caitlin's perspective is with her family. But I, I can't. I if I introduce what a mile is to my parents, I'm not sure if they'd actually be able to comprehend fully what I did for nearly um, ten years in my athletic experience.
1: Um, I would say I had a similar experience growing up. Um, My parents were also immigrants from Taiwan. So they, um, I guess once they came here, sports sort of became a little more of their life, but I don't think they ever expected to have a daughter who would eventually end up playing a division one sport. So I think that was a little shock to them. But I am just really grateful for them for always supporting me and always like rooting for me and telling me that I can do whatever I want to do. So I'm just for that. I'm really grateful for them.
0: Yeah. You know, to that point, Caitlin, at what point did you get over that hurdle that, you know, they got to get you to all the, the AU kind of events and, you know, suddenly they were sort of immersed into that American sporting youth culture.
1: I would say it probably occurred around like fifth grade when I stopped going to Chinese school every Saturday. And instead we were going to basketball tournaments all day. Um, I'd say probably around then they started to realize that there's this little shift, you know?
0: Richard, i about for you? Yeah,
2: it's, it's funny that Caitlin brings up Chinese school on the Saturdays. Um, I had a little bit of different upbringing. My parents had a Chinese restaurant out in Medford, Oregon at a very young age. I, in essence, was working behind the desk because that's just kind of part of the occupation of the family. And so I think it's one of those things. There's a lot of common themes amongst Asian American children, primarily first generation students or second generation uh, children of, of immigrants because a lot of our, in essence, the byproduct of our lives is really defined by the amount of sacrifices that have, in essence, been made by our families. And so it's no different in terms of there's always either competitive extracurricular activities or sports or academic obligations, which may come sometimes uh, with a lot of pressure and demands, but that's really, in essence, out of love in terms of allowing us to be able to accomplish dreams and, and, and goals that Our parents weren't able to have, and really, that was the reason why they immigrated here to the United
0: States in the first place. You know, Richard, I'm glad you brought up the mental health aspect and that stress and pressure. Um, Caitlin, you're at Princeton. There's always going to be stress and pressure at a school like Princeton. (laughs) You're also majoring in medical anthropology. You are a Division One, high-level women's basketball player, uh, player of the year, excuse me, tournament most uh, outstanding player in 22 and 23 um so you've dealt with a lot of pressure and you're dealing with pressure both in the academic space in the you know basketball space um you know i i don't know how much that is you know you your family or what but how are you balancing all of that
1: um i think i have a great support system and i have my family that i can always count on i have a great group of friends my teammates specifically that i know are there for me for everything and I honestly don't find basketball as as much pressure as it is fun because I mean, that's why we play. Right. You know? Um, So I'd say like, I have a lot of different outlets that I can count on, which I'm really grateful for.
0: You know, and I just want to dovetail off of this real quick, Richard. Um, One thing we've been talking a lot about uh, on this show is not just, you know, the sort of the seat of the table and having someone that looks like you who shares experiences as an administrator, as a coach, but, Clearly, in the mental health space, we need also mental health professionals who can understand where these student athletes have been from, are going through. Where are we in that need to make sure that uh, those who are, you know, either Asian American, Pacific Islander, Native Hawaiian, uh, are represented on these college campuses, you know, across the country um, as mental health professionals.
2: Yeah, Andy, I think I've been impressed by, and and I have the fortunate opportunity to engage with a lot of our Patriot League SAC members from across our 10 full-time institutions in the Patriot League, and I've been impressed in terms of the discussion of the importance of mental health and well-being on our campuses. Our student-athletes, even 11 years ago, when I was a student-athlete Santa Clara, has changed significantly related to the academic pressures that come onto campus, the social media obligations that now come in in a name, image, and likeness uh, area really, in essence, uh, being on electronically nearly 24-7 these days. And so I think I've been more impressed of our student athletes in terms of the thoughtfulness behind the importance of mental health and well-being and really trying to destigmatize this conversation on our campuses and really being leaders in that. I would also say I think there's been a thoughtfulness behind related to the different experiences related to people of color and the LGBTQIA plus community of how mental health impacts them and the stresses. And so I look forward to working with the Patriot League SAC, and I know there's coordination future with the Ivy League as well. Uh, I can't really go into detail yet, uh, that is in these topics, that hopefully we can be leaders in these spaces for our two conferences for Division One.
1: Um, I feel like I've had a lot of mental health support here. I know my coaches always emphasize how important mental health is. And there are so many resources on campus that we can always reach out to, whether it's university supplied or from the athletic department. Um, But I would agree. I would say, like, I was shocked at how many resources there are when I arrived here on campus. And that's something that I think is really special
0: to have. Yeah. All right. Last word here from both of you. Um, where do you hope we are a year, two, three years from now, uh, Caitlin and Richard?
1: Um, I'm just hoping we keep growing, keep staying on this trajectory that's going upwards. And I hope that like I myself can continue to inspire and, um, promote Asian athletes who are younger than me to keep doing and doing what I'm doing and show that they can be like me and like succeed at high level division one sports.
2: Yeah, I'd say, Andy, I think it's increased visibility of the successes, but also some of the struggles of our, our Asian American and Pacific Islander and Native Hawaiian student athletes, our coaches, and also our administrators across the association. I feel like if we, can, if, we can, if we can move the number in those leadership roles, it opens up more opportunities. But again, I really need to emphasize that our young professionals and our student athletes do look to us in essence, to be inspired to be future leaders within Intercollegiate athletics and higher education. And we need to reflect that diversity of that student population in the professional ranks.
0: Richard and Caitlin, uh, just absolutely love what you're doing. Appreciate both of you. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. And we hope to talk soon. Uh, have a great rest of the spring and summer. Uh, appreciate you joining me. And that'll wrap up this edition of our NCAA Social Series. And as always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all our social series are archived. Thanks for watching, everyone.